You are listening to the Business Society Podcast, formerly known as Think Like a CFO. The Business Society is a podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners, where we talk all about what it means to be an entrepreneur and manage the money in your business and personal life. I'm your host, Melissa Houston, and I am a CPA with over 20 years of experience working with entrepreneurs just like you. And I am here to share my knowledge and love of all things business. Check out my blog at thebusinesssociety.co and make sure you check out my articles at Forbes.com. Alison Sweeney is an award-winning actress, producer, director, content supplier, TV host, and author who constantly inspires her 1.5 million social media followers with her balance of career and her focus on family, health, and wellness. Allison currently stars and executive produces Chronicle Mysteries, which she co-created based on her passion for true crime podcasts with serial storytelling for Hallmark movies and mysteries. No stranger to the camera, Allison began acting at age four, and at age 16, she joined the cast of Days of Our Lives. In addition to her long-running career as Sammy Brady, for which she earned an Emmy nomination for Best Lead Actress, Allison also hosted 13 seasons of NBC's inspirational series, The Biggest Loser, hosted numerous live television specials, and has made many guest-starring appearances on popular television series and true crime podcasts. Sweeney's love for storytelling has extended to penning several novels based on her Hollywood insider's knowledge and her keen sense of romance and fun. Is there anything that this multi-passionate entrepreneur does not do? Please welcome Alison Sweeney. Hi, Alison. Welcome to the Business Society podcast. I am so happy to have you here today. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm so excited. I have to admit, I am a little starstruck because I remember when I was a teenager, I would rush home, even actually earlier than that, I would rush home and watch Days of Our Lives. And when the VCRs came out, we used to (laughs) record them. When we were in school. I love and it. I love hearing that. Thank you. Yeah. Love Sammy Brady and the whole <laughs> Days crew. And oh, I'm happy yeah. to see, too, that a couple of seasons have been signed on again. Is that correct? Did yes. Correct yes. Me? Two more years of Days of Our Lives, I think, we're signing up for. It's very exciting. Awesome. Okay. So we are here to talk to you about your adventures as an entrepreneur and your transition from being an actor to going behind the camera and directing and doing all the amazing projects that you've got going on. Do you want to talk a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur? Sure. I guess it started for me, well, I've been an actor my whole life, right? So I started acting when I was four years old. I did commercials. I did FTV. I was in a few movies. I booked Days of Our Lives when I was 16 years old. And I loved it. I love being an actor. But over the years working there, one of the things that's the hardest thing about being an actor is that you are really sort of stuck waiting for the phone to ring, waiting for someone else to hire you, waiting for someone else to have a good idea for a concept or project. And then they get to cast, they audition hundreds of people, and maybe you get the job, maybe you don't. And that just did not suit my personality very well. After some years and some experience, I really thought to myself, like, why am I, why am I just sitting here waiting for someone else to give me a chance? I need to give myself the chance. And I, and I really, it's a struggle, right? The industry is designed in a sort of very specific way. And there were always like, really sort of a lot of people giving you the, oh, you know, pat on the head, that's 
you know, it, maybe next time, but you have to go out there and really hustle and fight for it. So the entrepreneurial spirit in me came from just my dad is, is just a great advocate of mine and, and an inspiration and, and really encouraged me to, to just think outside the box and start my own business, start my own production company and do it my way. Do Make the projects that I want to make and get out there and sell it to people, encourage people, and then I'll hire myself. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. So then, you know, because you started acting at such a young age, did you start your business at a young age as well? I guess, you know, in some ways you could say I started getting on, I, I started seeing that that was my future and that that was going to work for me when I was pretty young. I, I didn't end up going to college. I worked at Days of Our Lives instead of leaving to go to college. And from that moment forward, I, I took the responsibility on myself and had a good talk with my parents about that decision and that I would need to sort of use my experience in the real world in business to be my education. And from that moment on, I sort of decided like no stone unturned, I was going to learn how to direct. I'm going to learn how to produce. I'm going to sit and watch people and apprentice and figure out how to be successful in this industry and certainly make the effort so that I can, I can really understand all avenues of the, this industry that I love so much. I, I sort of consider myself a storyteller because I really work hard to understand how every different department is telling the story. I think that's really helped me come out on my own as a as an entrepreneur. And speaking of storytelling, you also authored a few books. Yeah. That's yes, pretty I've amazing. Novels. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that that also came from many years. I, I, I love Days of Our Lives. I have to I love working there. I love playing Sammy. But there have certainly been storylines over the years that frustrated me, just like fans, right? Like you guys have that feeling at home when you're watching it. Well oftentimes I would have that feeling standing on stage getting ready to shoot a scene like, oh, why does it have to be like this? Why couldn't it be that, you know? And so I remember standing in the middle of the hospital set at Days of Our Lives watching a scene unfold that I wished had gone a different way 15 years ago, maybe maybe more, maybe 20 years ago. And I went home that night and started writing how I would have written it. Like, what would I have done? And of course, that's, you know, a hilarious backstory because of course, soap opera, being a head writer of a soap opera is so incredibly complicated and difficult. That is not what I was doing. I was just taking one little idea, nugget. And from then on, I just started really writing and coming up with ideas of my own. And and, and I ended up publishing a novel, uh, three, actually. That's awesome. And then that, did that evolve into your producing movies and directing them as well? Yes, certainly. It, the experience of writing has helped me understand what the journey is for a writer, a script writer. And so when I'm developing the ideas, I mean, the idea of being an entrepreneur, right, is like you, you come up with something, you take something from nothing and make something out of it. And so for me, it's coming up with an idea for a movie and, and I work with the script writer or I work with an idea that I have and develop it into a pitch. And then you take it to the networks and you pitch them ideas and you uh, have to, as a producer, work with every different creative aspect of the project and help them develop this idea the best they possibly can, if that makes sense. You are, you're encouraging everyone else that you bring into the project to do their best possible work. And as a producer, it helps to understand a little bit of where they're coming from, how their process is, how they write, how they direct, how actors work, how the wardrobe person thinks. You have to be involved in all of those decisions, but with a compassionate understanding eye of how they all have their job to do too. 
Absolutely. And I would love to hear about the work that you're doing with Hallmark. I love working with Hallmark. They have been so supportive and really just a great partner in these projects. And basically the first project I did for them was a movie I brought them. And it was one of those crazy Hollywood stories where I was at a Hollywood event for a woman who was doing a one woman show. And it was the wife of a producer at Days of Our Lives. So I was just there to support. And then one of the other guests there caught me uh, in, at, in the lobby during the intermission and said, I have a script you should read. And I said, I love to read scripts. And so she got my email and she sent it to me. And I'm telling you, I laughed out loud when I read it. And she was just so talented. And I took it to Hallmark. And I said, I'd like to produce this project. And I, at the time, of course, I really knew very little about how to produce. And so I was just winging it. And I went in like determined to sell them this idea that I knew it would be a great movie. And we made a movie called Love on the Air, which was my first big independent project with Hallmark. And from then on, we just had such a great relationship. I love working with them. I bring them lots of ideas right now. We are in the final stages of the new Hannah Swenson Mysteries that'll be premiering August 8th. And it's just, I think I've made... Gosh, I lost count, like 15, 14, 15 movies with Hallmark. That's amazing. So it was it just because of this woman sending you her manuscript that was like, okay, wait a minute, I want to start producing movies? Or did you have that inkling before that happened? Well, I told my dad when I was four years old that I wanted to produce movies. So I have known my whole life that this was what I wanted to do. But then when you get into the system in Hollywood, or I suppose in any industry, you sort of start to follow the rules and you think like, oh, I guess I'll just be an actor. This is what I do. I'm just, you kind of go through how it's supposed to go or how most people do it. And I uh, had to really convince myself to take a chance and do something different and to have a great manuscript, obviously for me, like a good idea. Like uh, this was the opportunity for me to take the leap of faith that I could do it and that I could produce and that I could convince them because I had something in my hand to prove to them I could do it. But it's still scary. <laughs> but it was definitely something. And, and certainly when I was, you know, working hard to get the opportunity to direct and learn that skill too, I, I just felt like it's just been a, a long process towards getting getting to where I am today. And then how did The Biggest Loser fit into everything as well? Because you were very, very busy. And I yeah. imagine you're still quite busy. <laughs> yeah, there was a period of time where I was not getting a lot of sleep, I'll be honest with you. But <laughs> I, The Biggest Loser was an amazing opportunity that I am so grateful to have been a part of. But it was really a shift for me into the reality TV space, which I hadn't done a lot of. I was sort of a, just a fan of it. I love watching Survivor and Biggest Loser and all those sort of big shows. And so when I met the producers, they invited me to come on a celebrity cooking show that they were developing. And I love to cook and I love competing. So I said yes to being a guest on it. And I guess that's where they sort of got to know me a little bit. And when they approached me to host the show, I jumped at the chance. But it was really more for me an opportunity to learn about a different genre in television, like being in reality, meeting those amazing contestants, learning about health and wellness, getting to know the trainers you know, Jillian and Bob so well. And I am someone who believes in taking the opportunities that come your way. I like to say yes, and then figure out how to make it work. Yes, absolutely. And and that's definitely the path that entrepreneurs need to take, regardless of what industry they're in. Chances are, you know, you're, you're on unfamiliar territory. 
So when you were starting out as an entrepreneur, it sounds like you had a lot of opportunities come to you and maybe things just kind of naturally fell into place, which if that's the case, that's great. But all too often, that usually is not the case. So do you have any stories of struggles or challenges that you faced while you were trying to get going that you'd want to share and give advice to others who are in the same position? It's funny to look back on the story as if it all came to happen easily it that no i don't think anyone has that story it, <laughs> it was not like that at all you know there's a lot of time that you spend getting rejected and turned down and also sort of the weird middle zone of like oh yeah we would love to make that happen and then the phone doesn't ring so get, getting to that final moment where i finally sold the script and got it made was a huge undertaking and a huge achievement for me personally. It just felt like such a unbelievable success. And it was a lot of years in the making, a lot of roadblocks. Maybe an easy example would be when I was really working hard to learn to direct. I had taken on that challenge of just sort of shadowing the directors and being an apprentice and just learning the way, really proving that I was doing the work to earn it. But no one would give me the opportunity to actually direct. And just sort of similar to acting, there is this weird catch-22 of joining a union where you don't get to join the union until you get the opportunity for the job, but you don't get the job unless you're a member of the union. And so it's this weird thing where you have to really get out there and pound the pavement and ask people for opportunities, ask people just to give you a chance. And I am, I'm terrible at asking for help. Like, I don't, I don't like to ask for help. I don't ask for help to bring the groceries in. Like I, I, I'll carry six bags and like (laughs) the apple in my mouth, you know, like I, it's really hard to put yourself out there in a, in a vulnerable way and say, uh, I need someone to give me a chance. And there's so many reasons to say no. People have so many easy outs of no, you know, oh, our, our directing team is full right now. And or no, we don't want to have one actor direct because then uh, other actors would think they, I mean, there's a thousand different like explanations, which are probably, you know, from their point of view, all valid. Mm-hmm. That is not, and, and as a result of what, how that, how long it took me to break through that barrier to finally get the chance to direct, I am not that person. Like I have made it my mission as an executive producer that I hire first time directors, I hire first time writers, I hire first time, you know, whatever after like, I want to give people opportunities to break into it, because it was so hard for me to get my first chance. And so it it was a long road to make that happen. I love that you learned from that experience and that you want to help others and position yourself as such because that that's fantastic. It's a great way to pay it forward. If there were any tips, like for for the rejection part of it, absolutely. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur myself, and I feel it, you know, like you've got days where you're just like, hey, that was fantastic. I need more days like this, stellar days. And then there's other times where you're just like, oh, that didn't work out quite the way I hoped. What kind of advice do you give people to handle that kind of rejection? Well, I think, first of all, there's there's a couple key things, right? Like, I, I... I try to go into any situation knowing what the no's are going to, the, the, what their reasons are going to be. So I like to come up with, before I have the meeting, before I ask for the question, I like to have solutions in mind of like, I totally understand where you're coming from. And this is, this is how I see it. We could work together to make it happen. I, I, I really try to come up with like every possible alternative scenario to, to make things work. And if I still, so I, so I think that rejection can be useful 
a useful tool because when you hear the reason no, you you always ask for reason. I always try to get some sort of explanation and then, so I can understand it because I like to then approach the next conversation. Like I totally see your side of this and then I can use that past rejection to my advantage to help me conquer the next situation. So I think that every rejection is a lesson and every rejection can be useful to you, even if it's just learning, okay, that person sounds like a terrible human that I wouldn't want to work with anyway. And I'm moving on, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and some of them are going to be productive. Like, okay, I didn't have my pitch quite right. I didn't mm-hmm. think of this issue from their point of view and I need to work on that. So there, some rejections are really productive and can help you learn and, and better improve yourself as an entrepreneur. And other rejections are just a good life lesson of people to avoid and, and how not to be that person. You know, for me, a lot of people I learned from like things I don't want to do, a kind of boss I don't want to be, a kind of entrepreneur I don't want to be. You know, that, those are yeah. good lessons. Those are valuable lessons too. They're extremely valuable lessons. And I love how you, you just nailed that because that is perfect advice. Because in every rejection or in any any story of disappointment, there's always something to learn from it. So I really love how you highlighted that. Before we go, I want to take a little bit of time to talk about this movie that's coming out on August 8th. So Sweet Revenge, a Hannah Swenson mystery on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. So tell me a little bit about this movie, because I'm sure uh, listeners are definitely intrigued and are going to want to tune in. Oh, thank you. I'm super excited about this movie. We are bringing back these characters that the audience has loved. And so it's really fun and satisfying to let the audience know that I hear you. I've read every reaction on social media where people have said, when are you going to make another Hannah Swenson movie? So here we are. We're doing it. And we're doing it for all of you. And that's really exciting to me. Hannah Swenson is engaged to her wonderful guy, Mike. And of course, there is a mystery that ensues as they discover a dead body. That's like the fun. It's weird to say fun, but like the wonderful thing about these books written by Joanne Fluke is there's a couple of things I love about this. She has a series of 28 books she's written, the Hannah Swenson Mysteries. And, And Hannah always seems to stumble over a dead body at the beginning of it. And She's a baker and she has her own bakery in town. And so inevitably like the dead, the the victim or the killer like came into her bakery and bought cookies. And there's inevitably like some sort of tie in with the, with the certain recipe that gets mixed up in these murders. And they're just so fun. And my character is just, I really enjoy playing Hannah. The woman who plays my mother, Barbara Niven is just like, a dream to work with. And so we had a lot of fun in this mystery where her character, and this was a fun surprise I pulled from the book, but her character has written a romance novel about her daughter's love life and how the mother wishes she would have picked a different guy. (laughs) And it's so funny and cute and charming. And I, I just really loved, I really loved every minute of making this movie. Oh, that sounds fun. Now, I also read that you are a total true crime yes. junkie. Yeah. Yes. Is this where you get all your ideas from as well? <laughs> I I am definitely a true crime junkie. I listen to all the true crime podcasts. I watch a lot of Dateline. And I am fascinated by the true crime genre. And I love taking those cases and learning from them and applying, you know, whether it's certain clues that are really interesting to me or cases that really intrigued me. There's something sort of satisfying about like being able to give it the conclusion that you wish had happened. 
Yeah, that's true. You have more control over the story and make it fun. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Instead of all that doom and gloom. <laughs> right, right. There is a there's a fun turn in in all of these mysteries and it's so fun to have the clues laid out for for the audience. I think what I love the most about making these movies is layering in little ideas and turns of phrase or little moments that the audience, when they watch it a second time, knowing who did it, they'll be able to see it a whole different way. That's true too, right? Because you're not not as focused on the who did it part. Right now, you're fun. like analyzing, like, whoa, what do you, you know? Oh, now I see. Oh, I didn't realize. Like, you know, basically, there's a clue in the first act, you know, and it, like stuff like that. Really, is fun for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun. Well, I am looking forward to watching this on August 8th. What time? 8pm, 9pm Eastern? So it's 9pm Eastern. And then if you have direct TV, you have to like check and make sure because they sometimes it airs like at six on the West Coast. Okay, perfect. So it's been so much fun talking to you. But before we go, I just want to know if there's some sort of last tip or takeaway that you want entrepreneurs to take away from this conversation, anything that you can leave them with? I guess people ask me all the. I feel like people look at the story, you know, where I am now and say, wow, how'd you do it? Like, it it didn't just happen. It, It didn't just like, you don't just skip to the end of your story. There's a meme my friend posted on social media years ago that really, really stayed with me. And it was the visual was a straight line on a diagonal. And it says like, the journey to success does not look like that, like a ladder. It's not really a ladder. It's a, it's a rope that's knotted up in a thousand pieces. And like, you have no idea that, that the actual thing that will get you where you want to go might seem sideways or even going back a step or whatever. It's all jumbled up. It's a big mess. And so you, you have to look at it one day at a time and just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep taking steps in the direction that you, you know, believing in yourself and you'll, and taking opportunities that come your way, even if they don't seem like in the end where you want to be. Because I often find that a totally sideways thing that didn't at all seem at all like it was going to work out worked out great, you know? And often yeah. you think is actually the lateral improvement, like, oh, I'm going up the chain is really taking you nowhere. It's a, it's a stairway to nowhere. So oftentimes you have to reevaluate your path and be open to other possibilities. I love that. That's really good advice, especially for the entrepreneurial journey. Now, I know listeners are going to want to reach out to you, find you on social media. So where can we find you? I'm at Ali Sweeney on Instagram and at Ali underscore Sweeney on Twitter. Perfect. And we will leave the links in the show notes to make it easier for listeners to grab that information. And we will also leave a link to the movie episode. Sweet Revenge, a Hannah Swenson mystery on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. There is a specific page on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries website where you can find out where it's airing in your neighborhood and what time. Awesome. Perfect. We will have that in the show notes. I cannot thank you enough for joining us on the show today. It's been so much fun talking to you. I really enjoyed talking to you too. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business Society Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with someone you think would love it. Until next time, I'm Melissa Houston. And never forget, nobody will ever care about your money as much as you do. So never give your financial power away. 